Welcome. You're tuned into the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? This sesh, we are going to be talking about Sagittarius. We got the sun entering Sagittarius. We have a new moon waning into Sagittarius. We have Jupiter, the ruler of Sagittarius, going direct in Pisces. So we're going to talk a lot about that as well. And uh, I just want to talk about the evolution of the zodiac into the sign of Sagittarius, which represents the archer, the philosopher, and the sage. This post-eclipse season, this time after the eclipse is a really powerful time for integrating and connecting the dots. So we're going to look for those little cosmic rhymes and little beats and rhythms that start to show us synchronicity and the subtle, magical nature of the natural world itself. So we want to talk about that. We want to talk about spirit. We want to talk about philosophy, beliefs, and most of all faith. Yes, this is a time for really honing in on our our true sense of vitality and faith, having a little faith in ourselves and in the cosmic nature of the world that we're creating. Yeah, so let's tune in. Take a nice deep inhale. And as you exhale, start to root yourself, root into the earth, into the core center of the earth. Feel that grounding, anchoring effect. And from that earthly anchor, start to feel the expansion into the space all around, the sky above, in all the diagonals along the horizon and just really fortify that vertical axis of your center of gravity from the earth to the sky and in your own breath's timing start to feel that expansion into the horizontal space that surrounds you which incorporates the front the back the right the left the north, south, east, and west, and all the diagonals between. And just take your time and settle into your own center of gravity, your own heartbeat in the center of all of this spaciousness, the above, the below, the earth and the sky, and the four directions. And just feel that rhythmic pulse of your own, your own heartbeat, your own heart's rhythmic timing in the center. And your own breath's rhythm reflects that beat. We want to just use this breath, this one to three breath reset to tune into that heartbeat, to tune in to our own pulse, our own rhythmic nature. And just start to 
fortify that in such a way where we can start to feel that resonance, that that vibrational resonance make its way into the space that surrounds us. And this is so cosmic and so cool. It really reminds me of music. I think so much about the drum and the bass. That heartbeat is the drum and the bass. It keeps the timing. And that pulse and that rhythm is is the the melody that ripples into the space that surrounds us. And we're really looking to harmonize that melody with our own true nature, our own heartbeat, and then with the world that surrounds us. And it's all informing itself. And this is kind of, I'm going deep in this way because this is so much of how the, the concepts of Sagittarius really work is this bringing together concepts and ideas and starting to philosophize them in such a way where they become our deep belief systems. They actually become what drives us through our own inner faith. Our inner faith is driven through our belief systems and our philosophies. The way that we engage in the world and and show up in the world is very much about, it's rooted in, in our philosophy, And so our style can be representative of our philosophy, our style, our tastes, the things that we appreciate and come to honor and revere in our lives. These are all part of our belief systems that, that can, that constitute our, our own philosophies and our own expressions of the way that we show up in the world. And, you know, and it's, it's really profound to me, this, Uh, these concepts of as above, so below, within, without, the core calibration practice, this embodiment piece that I'm really looking to weave into my cosmic synchronization, my my astrological perspectives and insights, the, the work that I do in astrology, I'm looking to bridge it. I hope that you can, in your own life, start to bridge your cosmic philosophies and practices with your physical body, your physical being, the concept of actually really being a human being on this planet of earth is so much, this is what's explored through the sign of Sagittarius. And so we'll get into that in a moment, but back to the core calibration piece, really being able to tune into our own rhythmic timing. This is rooted for me. This is this is rooted in the Sagittarius philosophy, the Sagittarius archetype. The Sagittarius archetype holds this, this embodiment concept of core calibration, of truly tuning into the center and calibrating our core with the earth, expanded into the sky, you know, rooted into the earth, expanded into the sky, and really just shining our light in all directions and all the diagonals and dimensions in such a clear and precise way. It's about really fortifying and like, like truly believing, believing. And it's powerful because as you start to explore these, the nature of your, like at through core calibration, as we explore the nature of our center of gravity, we can start to see how maybe we're holding our body in pain states, in traumatic states, whether it be from a physical trauma that we've experienced in our physical body or an emotional one, these things get stored in the body. And as we start to 
come into this deep philosophizing of all of these beautiful concepts, these magical concepts, we can't forget to be rooted to the earth in the physical, in our mind, body, and spirit, not just the spirit, but the mind, the body, and the spirit come together in the sign of Sagittarius in such a powerful way. This is the culmination of our philosophies and our belief systems, which for me requires a deep sense of presence of presence and understanding in the subtle nature of the world that surrounds us. Sagittarius is a very toxic, to, it takes the deep observations of Scorpio and starts to integrate them in such a way where we can use these tools for, for broadening our understanding of the world and the universe and the multiverse. It's an, it's an understanding of natural life and natural laws and it comes from from deep observation of that spiritual deep observation that's developed in the Scorpio sign. Powerful stuff. So anchoring back into your center of gravity, like really practicing, this is something I found to be so powerful, a powerful tool. But when I, especially when I go cosmic or I, I'm looking to get a little philosophical and expanded in my belief systems and my concepts and when I'm brainstorming and being creative, I like to tether in, (laughs) you know, and that might be a little bit of my earth sign too, but the Sagittarius, it actually does also want to be anchored in a little bit because it's the archer. It has this effect of if I ground here and then I aim in the direction that I'm looking to send energy, then, then that'll be more precise than if I'm letting myself fly around, which is kind of interesting because we'll get into it, but Sagittarius is a mutable sign. So mutables change. Mutability is changeability. However, the more we can really anchor into and root into the earth and then use that as our expansion point can be of great service to us as we start to find our, as we talk about it in the physical practice, our range of motion. You want to stay in a healthy range of motion as not to throw yourself off center to where you lose balance and there's nothing wrong with being off center as long as you can pivot back to center efficiently. This is the this is the art and science of living in rhythm. <laughs> so, okay, so practice that as much as you can of just really anchoring into the earth, feeling that expansion into the sky and in all directions, and then just rooting into your rhythmic heartbeat, your rhythmic resonance. Because that resident frequency, as I like to call it, the resident frequency that is your pulse, your heartbeat in the center of it all can really, really help to guide the waves and the cycles that you're hoping to manifest and project. So if you are letting yourself get caught off balance in the waves of funk, then you get more waves of funk. But if you learn to ride them gracefully and then fine tune your way back to center, boom, manifestation can happen in these powerful times. So let's talk a little bit. Let's, let's anchor in, find that resonant frequency, that heartbeat that's your own, that's steady, that's your pulse and pace. And this is when things get deep for me. Let's make some room to start to contemplate this upcoming new moon in Sagittarius. I have some powerful aspects of Sagittarius in my chart. And so I'm coming probably from that perspective when I speak on this. 
I want to say that the I feel like through the Sagittarius in my chart is is like I can see how it's been this is one of the things that show up in my chart that reflect me being so passionate about the natural order of things, of cycles and seasons, and particularly natural time, our own natural beat. We have our own and the sun has its own, the earth has its own, every planet has its own cycle and seasons, every star has its own cycle seasons, every being you know, cycles and seasons. And the Zodiac really teaches us these cycles and seasons. The archetypes, as we transition through the archetypes of each Zodiac sign, we can learn a lot about the natural world, as well as the planets. And in particular, from Earth's perspective, the sun and the moon are the most powerful cycles and seasons that that we can witness without our own selves. So it's this as above, as above, below, within, without situation again. It's the hermetic principle of correspondence over and over. <laughs> so here's the thing. the We just came off of the full moon eclipse in the axis of love and power through Taurus and Scorpio. Two weeks later, we are now in the new moon. The sun is going to be entering into the sign of Sagittarius, joining the new moon. What's really powerful about this particular new moon and Sagittarius season is that the previous Sagittarius season last year was during the axis of what I was calling ideas and beliefs, the axis of Gemini and Sagittarius. So the last new moon in Sagittarius that we had was an eclipse. So cycles and seasons, these things repeat and They repeat, but we're not on the same circle. We're in a spiral, a cosmic spiral of time rather than a cycle of a circular time period or a linear time period that finds itself in the exact same place. We're never the same. Every single moment is a new opportunity to be reborn and to renew itself. And so it's really cool for me to come back Now, as a student of time and space and natural cycles, the natural time through the moon and the sun living in rhythm, (laughs) I'm here. Here we are at the first new moon in Sagittarius that is not an eclipse. The south node was on Sagittarius last year, last Sag season, which the south node is all about our past and the things that we're ready to shed and evolve from and grow from. They're like a launching pad if we can use it to help us evolve. And that previous, the two weeks ago, that full moon in Scorpio was with a south node in Scorpio. So powerful stuff. With, this, with the south node connected to, to Sagittarius, we were really, I was seeing this in my own life over those that cycle of really evaluating my belief systems and starting to recognize the truth of them to me now from where I stand and seeing how maybe some beliefs needed to evolve, some some belief systems needed to fall away, and some belief systems needed to be put on the shelf. <laughs> it's totally like a cleaning out the closet. You have your donation pile, you have your archive pile, 
and you have your keep. <laughs> so I archived some things. I donated some things or left them on the left them in the free box. <laughs> and uh, you know, we're we're here we are, a year later, working on reclaiming our power from that belief system drop <laughs> and the evolution of our beliefs. So it's, you know, those of you that have been studying with me for a while now. I do want you in your own part of the way that I'm sharing this work is that I want all of us to have our own experience. I do my best to not project, but to rather with my Sagittarian Jupiter essence in my chart, I really try to teach. I try to offer up ideas and practices that you can use for your own benefit and start to implement it in your own way, your own unique way, your own rhythmic timing, your own resonant frequency. And, you know, that's what this is about. We want to, we're, we want to build on where we've been and where we're going. You know, it's, it's, uh, and to give ourselves opportunities. And what I love about the last few weeks and in like what I can feel coming up with the Sagittarius energy is we're, we're starting to, there's this, there's this culmination of new perspectives that have been being built over the last few years. And we're starting to play with them a little more. There's something a little more malleable about what's happening in our lives. I mean, especially in my life, I can see it in, in folks that I've been working with, but there's, we, we're getting a little time to work it and play with it. And so to change it up, to experiment a little bit, to philosophize a little bit, to I, I love the Einstein frame of this quote or this concept of thought experiments to allow the thought processing to take us into experimental realms where we can conceptualize and and idealize a little bit more around new belief systems that we've been developing because let's face it, we're not who we used to be. And the world is not what it was. It'll never be. It never will be again. That can be sad or depressing or it can be uplifting and liberating. <laughs> In, in for in many different ways, you know, depending on the situation. And so back to this idea, this concept around natural timing, our natural timing is definitely tuning core calibrating, right? Tuning into our center of gravity, anchoring into our true nature of our true resonant, resonant frequency, our resonance, vibrational resonance. So that's like a personal job, right? That's the, that's the job that you got to do. I mean, all of this is. It's up to you. <laughs> you do you, boo. I'll do me. You know, so, but we, we, core, we core calibrate and then we want to tune in to the rhythm and the cycles of the sun and the moon and the stars and the elements. By observing these cycles and seasons in relationship to our own center of gravity, our own natural rhythm, Hmm. We can see where we have power. We can see where we may maybe have not as much energy. We can maximize these waves, whether they be waves of, oh, I got to come up with something deeds. There's, there's waves of, you know, the passionate waves. And then there's the waves of funk and we just ride them. <laughs> we ride them. And it's fun because we learn every single time. And the last thing I want to say about these cycles and seasons, something that I like to share with, I just like to remind myself really, as I brought up before, if you've lived 
through a transit, if you've lived through a cycle and you can recognize that, that's power. And this is one of the things that, especially as you have more time on this earth, the more cycles that you experience on earth, you can have some deep reflection and understanding of these cycles. You can, these are, these under, your understanding, your relationship to these rhythms, actually these harmonies and these melodies, these cosmic rhymes and rhythms, I'm telling you, they form our reality. And so if you can see where you were during the last new moon in Sagittarius, which was, a, was an eclipse, there was some information there for you. Some people are creative enough where they're actually writing things down or they're making art. Cheers to those folks that are making art. I mean, some beautiful art is coming through. And I'm honored by some art being inspired by last week's podcast that I got to see this last week. So beautiful. And this is the whole thing. It's like creativity abounds right now. And when we're in tune and we're riding these waves with grace and ease and flow, then you know, we can start to see, okay, this last, you know, here's the new moon in set or there's a new moon in Sagittarius coming up. How do I want to respond to this new wave where I'm a little bit more free from my limiting beliefs? I've shed some skin. I've left some things behind and evolved since this last new moon in Sag. <laughs> things are different now. And uh, what's changed? What stayed the same? What have you doubled down on and what have you left in the wind? What have you let the breeze or the waters or the rivers take away, melt away? You know, it's, it's, it's a really beautiful, beautiful study. Astrology, astronomy. These are sacred studies, if you ask me. Sacred studies such as Astrology and astronomy can teach us so much about ourselves as above, so below, within, without. These cosmic tides that we can see without us that show the rise and the fall, the wax and the wane, the birth, the death, the rebirth, this, these, these ever-ending cycles just give way to life and lessons and it's our presence and our observation in these that help us to really start to make the most of our time to meet potentials. So let's talk about that. We, uh, you know, so the sun going into Sagittarius is so much about aiming towards your potential. The, the sun enters into Sagittarius on November 23rd and it'll be so cool. It's, it's going to be joining Venus and Mercury are already in Sagittarius and then the sun will enter in and then the new moon will come into Sagittarius on November 23rd at 3.57 PM mountain time. So on that new moon, the, on the 23rd, the sun and the moon will be at the very early stages of Sagittarius. They actually join at one degree and 37 minutes. They are so close, just right off the, right at the entrance of this Sagittarius season. And so that's powerful in itself. Venus is at nine degrees, Mercury's at 10 degrees. So they're a little ahead, but they're there. And so there's a, another meeting in Sagittarius happening. And what's so beautiful about this first degree 
is it's a beginning. It's, it's, it kind of reminds me of everything that it reflects so much off of that last year eclipse where, you know, I, like I said, we had to shed some things. We had to evolve from some limiting belief systems. Hopefully you've done some of that work. I know I have been doing a lot of work in that realm over the last couple of years. And so having this new moon, as we come back to Sagittarius new moon, having it be at the first degree, it's like a refresh, a reset. It's really beautiful. Beginning. It's a new beginning. A new beginning after the new cycle. It's like no longer is the south node on this in Sagittarius. It's, it's moved on. So we have an, a fresh start happening at the first degree. And, you know, everything has a beginning, a middle, and an end. So just like the wax and the wane. And so a new moon is a beginning, a first degree, the first 10 degrees are beginnings. So there's a lot of beginning, new beginning, embarking on the new path, new mission, new beliefs, new philosophies, new faith, new renewed faith. You know, this is what's coming through with the Sag vibe from my interpretation. So Sagittarius is a fire sign. It's a mutable sign. It's, it represents the end phase of the season of autumn. And it is ruled by the planet Jupiter, which is super expansive. And we'll talk about that in a few, but the Jupiter's has its own really powerful story going on this week as well. But back to Sag, which is similar to Jupiter. The Sagittarius energy is very much the archer. It's the, if you look at it, the symbol, it's an arrow. And so it just reminds me, it's the aiming, aim, aim high, right? Dream big, aim high. That's the, that's the philosophy, dream big, aim high. That's my philosophy. And so the, the, the Sagittarius essence also is this culmination of wisdom that represents deep philosophical ideals and belief systems, faith, spirituality, religion, culture. And it's so, it's so studied and so wise that it also represents foreign lands, foreign languages, foreign cultures. So it's, it's an all-encompassing learning life, learning the, the natural order of things, the natural law, and the way that people work and the way that humanity is. It's, it's, it's expansive. It's constantly learning. So Sagittarius energy is not only great philosopher. They're not great. They're not only great philosophers, but they're great teachers. They're great spiritual and religious leaders to some degree, or maybe not. (laughs) I mean, this is the whole thing. It's like your belief systems will take you places, you know? So that's kind of the message. (laughs) Uh, Have your belief systems dialed in because you don't want somebody else giving you your own, you know, telling you it's best to not have people tell you what to believe. From and that's my Sag coming through. Ah, I want to be free. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to believe. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to believe. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, yeah. So okay, I'm actually blushing. Um, but okay. So but let's talk about this for a second. The evolution of the zodiac is my favorite way to study this stuff because again, it rep- it takes us through the cycle of the season of the zodiac. So. We have the beginning of spring starting with the sign of Aries, which sparks life. It's the will and the spark of life. It's like the pilot's light being lit. 
And it drives energy. It drives energy and asserts itself. As it asserts itself through the sign of Taurus, it starts to integrate and understand. It starts to observe, actually not integrate. It starts to observe the world outside through the senses. And so this becomes a very third dimensional materialized sign. It represents, it's the fixing of spring, which it really grounds and earthens things. It manifests and materializes what it's, what it's understanding and observing through the, through the senses. Now, as it starts to get the energy and the ideas come, you know, as, as the, as it starts to take things in through the sensory system, there has to be a processing that processing, that mental processing is reflected through the sign of Gemini. So the processing of ideas, concepts, beliefs, questioning, data gathering, starting to organize notes, questioning, data organizing. Yes, that's, and, and also just really quick thinking. And then that through that, it starts to want to express itself. It's sharing it, the, the communicating comes from this processing. And then as it's processed through the mind, then it has to be processed through the emotional body. That's where the sign of cancer comes in. Through this cancerian sign, the evolution of the, you know, the evolution of the zodiac expresses emotional processing and understanding the way of feelings the way of what my my mental processing how my my thoughts and my ideas affect the way that i feel and express through there through the feelings and through the intuition and through the intuitive capacity it's very subtle and emotional it's the water sign through that comes an empowerment and understanding of I'm pretty cool that I can do this. And that's the Leo. The Leo expresses this self of, I've had this revelation. I've had, I've, I've, exp- I've observed it and experienced it through my senses. I've thought about it. I felt about it. I am this very powerful, very powerful in the expression of the culmination of what I've gathered and gained. I'm going to reflect it, start to reflect it. And then as we start to reflect it, it starts to recognize that there's a maturing that comes from that. That maturing of Virgo starts to, through the reflection, we can see a little bit more clear. So we start to think a little more critically. We start to observe on another next layer because that shine is starting to go out in such a way where it's it's preparing for the other it's preparing for what was what is this expression now how is it going to impact and influence that which is outside of myself and the virgo helps to sort of filter and organize and data detail organize it's very detail oriented and it's it's coming from this place of starting to to be more precise with that shine so it's not just full blast because it's got to be sustained. We want to make it last. So it's not to blow out all of the light and all of everything I know right now, but to start to cultivate it in a way where it has some sustainability. That's the Virgo vibe. Through that comes a steady resonance that can be reflected through the other. Libra, 
outside of ourselves. Once we get to Libra, it's all outward. The signs from Aries to Virgo, it's all internal processing, internal communicating and, you know, learning to express through the self. As we get to Libra, it's about expressing through the other outside of ourselves and how that affects outside of ourselves. So all of a sudden our resonant frequency or our ripple, our vibrational ripple impulse meets something else outside of us and has an inflat, has an effect. <laughs> that's the Libra. <laughs> and the Libra can be, you know, and so that's really cool because it can do a lot of things just depending. Is it harmonizing or is it, you know, dissonant? And there's not a good or bad. It's not a good or bad. It's just differences in frequencies. And so it's really cool. I highly recommend practicing vibrational matching to things that you want. That's a whole next practice as well. So, but anyway, so you practice that, you know, understanding and relating to the way the vibrational pulse reflects outside and relates to the other as that other, as the other vibration starts to mature into the sign of Scorpio, the Scorpio energy of power and penetration and precision takes on a whole next level. It's magical. It's like an, it's the opposite of Taurus. So it's taking that sensory perception into the next level of utilizing it in almost like, I'm thinking of like transmuting it. That's the word. It's like transmuting it and using the magical force for something that you want to penetrate creatively beyond the veil or into beyond time, into time and space. It's bigger than us. You know, it's so much beyond, bigger and beyond <laughs> our, our physicality. And so that's deep. <laughs> it's also about that creative, you know, it's the power of creativity, how it can, we can create so many things. And I'm just going to keep encouraging all of us, let that art come through. This is the time creating and do, you know, doing things that inspire us that feel magical and mystical and this is this is a powerful time in in human history to be able to make some new revolutionary things happen and so that mystical side that creative power that can be harnessed through the mystical sign of Scorpio then becomes integrated into the sign of Sagittarius it's almost as if Scorpio's the scientist and then the, the Sagittarius energy brings forth this ability to start to gather, connecting the dots, gathering the information, opposite of Gemini, on a whole next level. It's like deep philosophical work. It's, it's life work stuff, you know? And so it's, it's really powerful. Like when I, I'm going to come back to this natural time thing again, because this, this is really my life's experience with living in rhythm is what's taught me about Sagittarius the most. It's just understanding how when I put these two th concepts together, how they can make this whole way of living. It's a lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, and so you can start to put these things together that are your power points, your power of creativity, the things that you're harnessing. And this Sagittarius helps us it, it helps us start to develop our, again, our belief systems and our philosophies, the things that we hold true that we're going to, I'm going to stand by this as a way of life so that I can, you know, and if, if it becomes a way of life or a belief, 
I mean, this is so deep. Your beliefs, what you believe, it makes your reality. It creates reality. It creates our experiences. It reflects our environment. And so calibrate the core, find that resonant frequency that feels healthy and harmonizing. It harmonizes, you know, it harmonizes with the natural world, with the vibe that you're looking to hold. And then start to see how the things that this, this Sagittarius season, this new moon, it's, it's coming together, the sun and the moon in Sag, joining forces with Venus and Mercury. It's asking us to start to come, let's start to put our new values and our, our new belief systems to the test a little bit. Let's experiment and play with it. Let's have some, some let's practice our beliefs and see, does it work? Do I believe this for real? Or is this just something I told my, you know, this is where we want to put the rubber to the road, so to speak, with our, with our, our, what we're really, <laughs> I just going to use the word again, with our beliefs, what you think about, you bring about your heart's frequency, your resonant frequency vibration reflects that. And if you're feeling something, but you're thinking something differently or vice versa, that there's a dissonance to that. And that's going to, you know, it just holds us back a little bit, maybe slows things down. And again, it's not right or wrong, but I, I, I do see I ha I can see how in my own life, how when I've really put some of the these new belief systems to the test over the last year, I am, I mean, I just am believing in myself more than I ever was before. And trusting, trust, that's another word for Sag. You know, to, to like develop this self-trust is a very powerful thing that we can do right now because as we're starting to, we want to be able to trust ourselves, <laughs> you know? I mean, just you trust yourself, know thyself, right? When we know ourselves, as I, in my own life, have taken the deeper I learn to love and know myself, I become more of my own inner teacher. And I feel like that's what this time is, is asking of me and of many of us is to become our own inner teachers, our own inner guides, our own gurus. And so that brings me to Jupiter, which is actually known as the, the planet, the guru is the teacher. And it's so cool because when you study Jupiter in astronomy, what you'll find is that the astronomers often say that the mass of Jupiter was expanding so much. It became so huge. And they say that Without the Saturn, without the planet Saturn, Jupiter would have swallowed up most of the solar system so much that it was, accumu it was accumulating so much mass that it almost became its own star, its own sun. So we could have had two suns in our solar system, which we still might, but that's still, that's a whole nother thing. But the Jupiter being its own star, becoming its own star, it's the brightest it's the brightest celestial body in the sky next to Venus in the moon. And it reminds me of a star so much. I, I love seeing Jupiter. Jupiter's ability to expand itself signifies its freedom. It's seeking freedom and liberation through its gathering of 
everything it can. It's devouring everything it can, you know? And so it becomes this gather of information. Like I was saying earlier, I feel like Sagittarius is always, it's the eternal student teacher. It's the student and the teacher forever. And it's because it wants to take in as much as it can and observe as much as it can in order to either use it for its understanding of the natural world and life itself, or to be able to apply it to its to the philosophies and the belief systems, you know? And so again, I would just play with this. This is something that we want to, we want to think about a little bit more as we enter into the sign of Sagittarius, this Jupiter, the, the other thing I want to say about that expansive quality, that liberated aspect of Jupiter and Sagittarius is that it's optimistic. It's so optimistic. And back to the faith, you know, the angle around our, our ability to, to really hone in on our own inner guidance and our own faith, our trusting ourselves. This gives us a, a sense of freedom and optimism. We can look at the world and feel like we have solutions. We can be solution-oriented. We can be more creative and more expressive because we're coming from a wise, anchored place. And that's why we can aim so big. That's why we can expand so much. And the thing that I want to kind of, I, I think that is interesting and important to recognize is that that quality of Jupiter almost becoming a star, taking up its own space, its own mass, it's, it's letting its soul shine so much. It's actually becoming a star itself is, represents this ability to actually develop the inner light so much that you shine on your own light, so from your own source of light and creativity your own source of light actually as the planet itself. And it's really cool because that's like what the sun does. The sun is actually shining off of its own energy source. And most of the things that we see in the solar system are all reflecting that solar light off of that being, that celestial body. Jupiter is sourcing. It was so close. It's so close, you know? I mean, it was as a planet, as it was being born, it was taking up its own space so much that it could be its own light. And that's what we have to do is be our own light in this time. Optimistic to be one of the light beings. Here, I'm going to shine my own light from within. And I can still source the solar and the solar light and the other light that's reflected from the other celestial bodies. <laughs> you know, so it's it's so cosmic because again, you can this is where the soul shine comes into effect. It's like we want to harness enough inner energy, inner light, inner trust and faith in ourselves that we can project our resonant frequency, our vibration with pulse it with a radiant light, a true bright light presence. A soul shine. And it's a lifestyle. This is the thing. It's like, it's a way we we're practicing this. We're studying it and we're practicing it. It's constantly evolving and growing and building off of itself. And that's part of the fun of the of like really understanding these cycles and seasons. And so the last thing I want to say cosmically about the cosmics, you know, about the, the astrological transits that are occurring this week is that Jupiter is going to be going direct it's in the sign of Pisces, which Pisces actually used to be, before Neptune was discovered, 
Pisces was also ruled by the planet Jupiter. So kind of Jupiter holds domain over Sagittarius and Pisces to some degree. So it's been retrograding in Pisces. It was there last spring around the eclipses, all culminating together. Now it's moving forward at 28 degrees Pisces at the end of the sign, heading back towards Aries, the sign of the self, unapologetic self. This is a powerful time to start to spread ourselves out a little bit, to start to aim high, but stay rooted in our dreams. And like I was saying, you know, the wake up in your dreams thing is real. Right now, we have to have enough faith in, in the visions and the creations and the dreams that we want to manifest right now. This is a really, like, I'm going to keep telling us every single week that these are the days we can build. We can build our dreams. We can build them right now. And so like as Jupiter goes direct is very much about building faith and confidence in our, our own beliefs and our own philosophies to get enough power and energy to expand and take up a little more space and have a little more energy moving around these new philosophies, these new, this new first degree phase that we're entering into where we get to flex a little bit more in our new value systems that we've been cultivating over these last few years of great change you know and a lot is gone and it's been hard a lot has changed there's been so much growth but I keep thinking about the diamond right that the diamond is is forged through the greatest pressure and these are the days of of really really fortifying our true sense of self our true nature tuning into our power and using it to create some new things that are going to be uplifting, that are going to be of service for, for the future. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down. I'm doing it. I'm up. I'm doing it. And uh, much love and blessings to you and your, and your visions and your dreams too. Aim high. Aim so high. Draw that bow and arrow back and release. <laughs> We've let go of so much and it's just time. Like release it. Let's put it in the, let's put it into the field. Make some cool things happen. All right. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening. I'm so grateful for you and I'm grateful for the feedback that you've been sharing and the art and the creativity that's being forged from your inspiration through my sharing my work and I'm just so grateful for all of it gratitude is an attitude and it will help us move into the future and practice our our new beliefs and our trust so mm, believe in yourself trust in yourself love know thyself and know I love you as well all right take good care blessings and love y'all peace Ha, <laughs>